Oh, welcome to Footnotes from a Madman. I am your host, Robert Wallace. Today is 11, uh, 7-11, or uh, July 11. This is episode 57. Welcome um, back in... The 1920s, <clears throat> my grandfather was raised in Taft, California. Um, I guess it would be back in the teens, because then um, in the 20s, he left. Taft came to Los Angeles was trying to look for work. So he was doing odd jobs at different places just trying to to earn his way and he ended up at Firestone Tire uh, Manufacturing is that called a plant? I'm not really sure. The Firestone Tire Plant? I'm not really sure. But he ended up at Firestone Manufacturing. And um, he worked there for one or two days. And my mom called him. Not my mom. My Great-grandma called him, his mom, let's go with that, his mom called him, said, your dad is sick, we, I need you to come home and help us out. So he works for Firestone for one or two days, not sure uh, which, has to tell him he's got to leave, and so he does, he heads back home, um, you know, helps out around the place, stays there till his dad passes, um, he got a job at the um, oil, the pump station there. And that was his job. He worked there uh, from the time he came back home until uh, he was older, had kids, was married, had kids, and then... Um, he died from some kind of accident there in the pump station. And that was sometime in the late 40s or early 50s, something like that. Fast forward to about 1993, maybe 95, somewhere around in there. My dad is sharing this story about his dad. You know, the whole thing. He goes to work at Firestone and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, in the meantime, over all those years, Firestone has moved away from tires and has started, has gotten into wine. 
And so they're, you know, manufacturing or growing um, grapes and making wine. Um, my brother takes this story and decides to send a letter to the Firestone family telling them this story. Nice letter. I, I read his letter. Um, his letter was not implying anything. It was just a, a shared experience, a very uh, interesting story that, for whatever reason, he wanted to share it. Um, so, about a month later, about that, a month later, my brother gets a letter back from the son. Um, I think his name is Roy Firestone. No, Roy Firestone is a sportscaster. Anyway, uh, from the Firestone family, we'll say. From the, the son, um, one of them that's running the show. Um, talking about how the first paragraph is talking about how, you know, they don't have the records from that far back. There's no way to, to corroborate the story. There's no way to prove um, that my grandfather worked there, so on and so forth. Um, in the second paragraph, he... So I'll say this. I'm trying to find the best way to just throw this in as a surprise. The letter was attached to a case of Firestone wine. Six bottles, a case of Firestone wine. So in the second paragraph, the son um, basically says, you know, I hope that this case of wine will um, take care of the debt that the Firestone family owes to the Wallace family. <coughs> um, so my brother shared that letter and, you know, um, and, the, and each one of us kids, there's six kids, so each one of us got a, a bottle of wine. My dad doesn't drink wine. He was fine with, you know, us just getting it. And he thought it was a cool story. Um, that my brother did that and that he was they were paid my question is what did firestone owe us sorry i'm getting in my car here what did the firestone family or the firestone company owe the wallace family Um, and I ask this as a lead-in. It may not be a great lead-in. It may not be a great story. And you may think, what a stupid story when I tell you why I've told the story. California is still discussing reparations for the ancestors of slaves. And you have to be an ancestor or a descendant of a slave in order to get the reparations. My question is, what 
do we owe the ancestors of slaves? It's a difficult, difficult question. My example would be like, okay, back in the 1920s, an hourly rate was probably 10, 15, 20 cents. I don't know. So you could figure that out. I mean, but they couldn't even prove. So they could have just said, we don't owe you shit. But they could have gone back, proved that he worked there for eight or 16 hours and that they owed us, you know, like $4. And then they could have done interest on it and figured out, okay, we, the Firestone family owes the Wallace family, you know, $682.38 or whatever. You know, obviously I'm making up shit. That's something that you could do. Ultimately, they just said, you know what? We're in the wine business. We're going to send you a case of wine. How much was that worth? I don't know. We never we never really thought to look it up. The gesture was really cool. The bottle, the bottles of wine were probably 30 bucks a piece. You know what I mean? It was not Firestone is not expensive wine. Again, may not be a great example, but the point is, how do you determine what you are going to give each and every individual as an ancestor of a slave? How much are you going to give them? It is going to be for the taxpayers of California, it's going to be multi tens of billions of dollars. Um, I mean, it has to be. If you were a descendant of a slave, what would you want to be paid for that? Now, this is this is going. This is ignoring the whole fact that, or the, this is, I'm ignoring the whole thing that I don't believe that this should be happening. And you can call it racist, you can call it anti-black, you can call it whatever you want. My point is, you cannot put a value on that life. And there have been mistakes made throughout history throughout history in our country and you know other countries around the world huge mistakes that were the history of that country and you can't undo that history even if you pay the people directly who you offended you aren't changing your history and so this is a feeble attempt in my opinion this is a feeble attempt of the government 
trying to make themselves feel better, for lack of a better way to say that. They are, I mean, you know, what are we doing with this? Are we trying to say, hey, let's wipe the slate clean, and now we're at even? I gave you some money. Now we're even. Let's forget about this whole thing. That's horrible. That's a horrible idea. You should never forget about history so you don't repeat it. Never forget about history. Never whitewash history. Do not hide from history. If you do, you're going to repeat that shit. It's idiotic to assume anything of that sort. That's probably not what they're doing. I'm just making a point here. It's dumb to pretend like we're going to pay you and we're never going to talk about this again. That's stupid. Um, and so then we look at, okay, why, why don't we look at all the discrimination that we've done in this country since we claimed that black people were no longer slaves? There was a point in history where we said, you're not slaves anymore. But we still treated them like shit. We still were racist. We were still discriminatory. We still held them down. Why aren't we paying for that? Why aren't we helping people that we actually, you know... Well, I mean, we, we actually had slaves. So why aren't we helping the people that we, that we continued to hold down after we said, you're free... You are Americans, you're part of us, and now we're going to still hold you down, treat you as third-class citizen. Why are we not interested in giving them reparations? Um, and I heard somebody talking to her, and she was a doctor, a black woman, uh, I can't remember her name, she's the, she's the person who's in charge of the reparations committee. And she was talking, and I don't know this to be a fact, she was talking about the, the reparations that we need, that we made to the Japanese for throwing them into their ancestors or their family, you know, their parents or grandparents or whatever, throwing them into these encampments after Pearl Harbor. Thank you. Couldn't think of the name. After Pearl Harbor, World War II, we threw these people into like these basically quote-unquote concentration camps. I mean, we did that shit. And, according to her, in passing, she gave the impression that we paid them reparations. Now, I don't believe these were like serious concentration camps where we were gassing people and you know, getting slave labor type stuff out of them and treating them like shit. I think we would just put them in camps and you're a prisoner. It's not awesome. I get it. It's like being in, in you know, in prison. You know, you're being monitored 24-7, blah, blah, blah. But we're not beating them. We're not whipping them. We're not lynching them. We're not killing them. We're not doing all these horrible things that we did to the black people. To the, to the slaves that, that, you know, back however 300 years ago, 250, whatever it is. The things that we did with the Japanese, descend, uh, the Japanese Americans, 
was terrible, but it was not like slavery. And we gave them reparations. How much did we give them? I don't know. I don't really know. I'd have to look into that. Again, how much are you going to pay? I mean, and for me, I don't know. I don't even know if my family, if my ancestors owned slaves. I have no idea. Have I looked into it? No. Have I wanted to know? No. Um, It's not something that affects my daily life like it would a black person who then this is going to sound terrible but there are some people who hang on to these things as if that's what is keeping them from having a better life and I think that's how far back are you going to go into your history to come up with a reason that you aren't a better person or you don't you haven't done more with your life this is going way off topic and I'm not going to take a break here because that sounds terrible that is an awful thing to say um, but these, you know I forget I don't know where I was going with that point shit anyway um, and so I I I haven't, oh, I don't know if my descendants were slave owners. Do I directly owe descendants of slaves anything? Do I, Robert Wallace, owe anything to an ancestor of slaves? And... I would have to say I don't know at this point, honestly. And, and it doesn't matter because the money is coming from the government, so I'm paying anyways. It doesn't matter. Um, and, and I don't want to make this sound like it's all about the money. It is not about the money exclusively or wholly, but it is about the money. Because what are you going to pay them? What? I mean, are you going to give them a thousand dollars? Isn't that insulting? To say, we own your parents, or your, not your parents, but like your, you know, your great-grandfather. He was a slave. We beat the shit out of him on the daily. Treated him like crap. He lived in squalor like a pig, whatever. How You know, you've seen the movies, you've seen the scenes. These people were treated like absolute shit. And we're going to feel better by giving you $1,000 for that? Isn't that more offensive? Isn't that degrading? Isn't that just... I'd be horrified by that. I would be fucking pissed off about that. 5000 You're going to offer me 5000 Well, if I'm in a situation right now where I need five grand, I'm going to be like, that's fair, okay, let's do it. If I'm not in a situation where I need five grand desperately, I'm going to be like, hmm, isn't that still offensive that 
this horrible atrocity is still only worth $5,000 per person? What's what about 10,000? What about 15,000? You start getting to where you start wondering what is that value? And what is the value going to be where the where the families who receive the money aren't offended by the amount that you're giving them? And then you multiply that and we're pl- we can't pay that amount. We can't pay the amount that's not offensive. <laughs> that's not degrading. That's not just putting a price on a black person's head. And just saying, this is what we feel the value was of, of your ancestors being slaves. This is the value. Here you go. I mean, that we're just perpetuating this whole horrificness. That is not a word, but I like it. Horrificness. <laughs> we are just... It is so bad. It is so bad that they're even entertaining this. And you get a black person in charge of it, and she's going to do her due diligence, and she's going to do the best that she can by these people. She is going to do the best that she can. She's in a shitty position because she's going to be coming up with an amount as the head of the committee that they're going to give all these people. And it's like, there's going to be compromises because of the dollar amount, not because of what they're truly owed. There's going to be dollars compromised. It's going to be a fight because of the California budget. We don't have endless money. And it's, it is just uh, such a horrible, horrible idea and horrible precedence. Um, we haven't paid reparations to the, to the Native Americans, the Indians, have we? I don't know my history very well. I'm really sorry. I'm going off on a tan. I'm going off on a soapbox. And I don't even fucking know the answers to the questions I'm asking. But they were the first ones. We came in and just slaughtered them. And we think nothing of that. Now they got casinos everywhere. And we're like, yeah, you're doing all right. We still treat them like shit to this day. We're still pushing their reservation limits. And I mean, we're still treating Indians like shit. We're still treating black people like shit. We're still treating Mexicans like shit. We're still treating Asians like shit. And it's all Asians. Except I feel like the Filipinos are doing pretty darn good. But anyways. If you aren't white, we treat you like shit. But we're giving some of you reparations because we treated you like shit. So we're sticking a dollar amount on your head. It doesn't feel right. I feel shitty about it, actually. And I sa- and it sounds like I'm fighting because I don't want to pay. But that's not it. It's really not it. The whole thing is not resolving anything and actually might actually, in my opinion, might actually cause more problems and more questions 
then it answers. I think it's terrible. Um, okay, let's uh, let's take a break here. Okay, so after that sort of heavy subject, uh, let's go with some just some light fluff here. <laughs> my sorry, my backup uh, thing. My wife and I had our patio cover completed. I'm pretty sure that I have talked about this before, but, um, you know, we had some, we, we met with the salesman in October of 2021, and they did not have the material, they could not get a schedule until May of 2022, and they showed up, and it was a mishmash problem color mismatch, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure I shared it. If you look back at the other, listen back to other episodes. And they fixed all that, and that was awesome. And so they finally got it done. They had to, um, one other piece was back-ordered, so that had to wait. So quite honestly, they, they started on this like the last week of May, I believe. And they didn't finish it until like the third week of June. No, a little later than that even. So it's been done for less than a month. And my wife and I are now cleaning up and trying to just kind of get the backyard back together. They just leave aluminum shavings everywhere. Um, and it's just dirty. Uh, and they attach the stuff to the wall, which, you know, they chip parts of the wall or what have you, so you have to do these repairs. Then there's a gap. So the um, one side of the house, the patio cover sits on top of like this soffit, and it's stucco doesn't sit on there really well so there's like some fairly large gaps Um, and so my wife decided that she wanted to fill those gaps with stucco and so you know we spent one whole day going around the whole entire backyard we did this one area for the patio cover with stucco but then she decided she wanted to fix all the cracks and she wanted to do all this other stuff so the whole entire backyard was done. So we did all this stucco work. It took basically a day and a half to do all this stucco work. Um, which of course, if you've ever worked with that or um, any kind of plaster or any kind of drywall, you just leave this white chalky mess on the ground no matter how much you try to put covering down it just it goes everywhere so then now we've got this big chalky mess all over the the sidewalk in the backyard um, and we're going in and out of the house we're bringing all this into the house on our shoes Um, and then so then we got to the next day 
day and a half, whatever. And now we have to start knocking down the stucco a little bit so that it's even and everything looks good. Once we do that, then you have to kind of wash it to make sure that everything's cool and ready to be painted. And then you paint. So honestly, the stucco and paint probably took us three days. Um, so we did that. Now you've got to clean up the ground. Um, and it's been three days. Not all of it's coming up easily. So now we're having to scrape it off the ground. Um, you know, use wire brush, whatever. Try not to wreck the concrete while you're getting this stucco, you know, whatever it is, plaster or whatever, um, off the ground. Um, so I'm down on my hands and knees scrubbing with water and a stiff brush, not, not a wire brush, a stiff brush. And that worked. So now I'm doing the whole back, almost the whole backyard this way. Um, and then after we do that, um, then we sweep, uh, and so basically just the stucco part to finish that off. I mean, that's, seriously, that probably took us four days. So then we decided that we wanted to um, put up a TV. We knew we wanted to do this long ago. We, we decided to do it now. Terry's family is coming out for her dad's 80th birthday in, I don't know, like another week and a half so she she wanted to have all this work done before they came and so um, we put we had to take down the dartboard that we had and um, and then put the TV kind of in that same general vicinity but not in the exact same spot that's why we had to take the dartboard down get that out of the way so now we have a TV mounted on the wall so that's going to be out there we can easily take it down if we're gonna be gone for a couple of days or whatever so we don't have a TV outside. It's kind of nice. Um, I mean, it's under the patio cover, but our fear was that you'd be able to see that we have a TV in our backyard from the street or from the sidewalk and just be like, fuck, free TV, let's grab it. Um, and luckily, it's low enough for the seating area and it's low enough down um, on the wall to where you can't see it from the street. Um, we're on a corner house, and so part of our backyard is like right on the street. Um, so you can't see it from any vehicle. Um, and, and if you're walking, the gate is just tall enough where you can't see that there's a TV. You would have to actually go and look over the wall or look over the gate to know that there's a TV back there. So that's wonderful. You know, that was great. So, you know, we had to drill out a big old hole for that to, to hold it up um, then we bought it an electronic dartboard and we put that over in a new location so we had to drill those holes out so now I gotta switch again <laughs> um, but those are up they look awesome we're very very excited about that um, we had bought new outdoor furniture and it went on sale at Costco like six months ago. And it did not fit under our current patio cover unless it was all smashed together. So we've barely been able to even use this patio furniture for the last six months. Just kind of scooting it around out of the way, um, you know, so they could work. So now 
the ground is all swept and washed and clean. It looks good. We laid down uh, a rug. Um, then we put the two like wicker type sofas with a fire pit in, in between them. And so now there's a wonderful sitting area there. And then um, we made a dartboard area. There's another wicker uh, kind of bench seat. So we put that over more t for the dartboard area. Um, we're still trying to figure out. She's got some big ass potted trees. She's got two citrus trees that are in 25 gallon pots on wheels. So they're not going to get big, but right now they're six foot, you know, and we're having to wheel them around. And um, so it's kind of a pain in the butt. And uh, we're not sure where to put them now with the barbecue and the sitting area. And the trees kind of don't really work. So I'm not sure what we're going to do with that. And we got our, um, our fountain up and running again. We haven't had that running for three, four months. So we've got that up and running again. Um, and uh, what else did we do? We had to work on some other stuff. Um, uh, yeah, you know, and then I just did the, the yard work yesterday and Just, we've just been kind of busting our butts uh, in our backyard getting it getting it ready you know and then we had to go into the house and clean the whole inside of the house because we were dragging all this dust in with us um, so it's been a good time it's been fun um, it's all coming together we're very excited we're the the lighting on the patio cover is so cool you know we can dim it we can dim the lights and so they're super bright but we can dim them down real nice and then we got two fan lights uh, one over the sitting area and then one over the barbecue I'm gonna have to barbecue to find out if that smoke is just gonna go up onto the ceiling and sit there I'm not gonna be excited about that but um, that's why we got the fan there so hopefully we can swirl it around this it could end up being not so great to have barbecue right there, but we'll find out. Uh, you know, and we cleaned up the spa. We cleaned up this the other side of the the back side of the house. There's another patio cover over there, and uh, we had him put a fan up over there, so that we had to paint the the pipe that he used for the wire. Um, plus, you know, they made he made kind of a mess putting in the electrical, so we had to clean that up. Just things, just so many things. We've just been busy for the last two weeks. When we're not at work, we're in the backyard. And I'm so sore. My legs are sore. My ass is sore. My shoulders are sore. Uh, it's been, it's been a lot of work. So right now, I'm actually my errands are returning a few of the items that we ended up not using or not needing that we thought we were going to use or need so um, I, I'm going in to do my last return and then I'm going to head home and have cereal for dinner <laughs> so 
anyway, uh, I just wanted to uh, share some of my thoughts with you guys. Uh, this is a little bit shorter than normal, but that's okay. I, I don't mind a little bit shorter. Um, but this was a real subject that I wanted to throw out there that hopefully uh, you all think about and and come up with some uh, opinions and um, toss them around, see what other people think. Um, so, alright, well thank you for joining me again and uh, have a great week. Take care. <laughs>